Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Co. Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, soon to change on those times. Um, started in June, we'll keep you guys updated when we know for certain that those times are changing. The Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, this is where we bring you the unfolding a global conspiracy of the communist infiltration of the United States of America, the usurping of our Constitution, our, our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, and the decimation, destruction of our social, our structural, our institutional, our academic, and our political domains here in the United States and globally. And tonight's show is called Global Deception and the Great Awakening. And the two mm -hmm. are playing out hand in hand, aren't they, Vince? Global Deception at the same time, the Great Awakening. They're cousins. They're cousins. I think they're brothers, man. And, <laughs> you know, I did the Dark Delight show this morning. I did both two hours by myself. Uh, Jim was on the road. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things I talked about was this, this deception about how nature is balanced. And whenever we think of nature, we tend to think of trees and plants and grass and the sun and the stars. But we have to understand is that we derive from nature as well. And that everything within our life is dictated by cycles, is dictated by patterns. Ooh. And that things cannot stay dark forever. The eventuality of time, the eventuality of the universe, means that things have to switch and rebalance. They have to reverse polarize. That evil can no longer reign because there's a balance to how the universe operates. And what we're seeing right now has been prophesized, if you want to think about it like that, for a very long time. The word apocalypse is a Coptic word, Coptic being Egyptian Christian. Some of the first Christians in the world to accept Christianity were the Egyptians, the people in the northern Sahara or the southern Sahara. And the Coptic Christian faith developed this idea of what's known as the apocalypse, and it meant the great unveiling. And really, it had a lot to do with their traditions and their mythology of the goddess Isis, of how the veil was lifted above the eyes, which Isis's eyes contained the wisdom, the knowledge, the secrets, the mysteries of the universe. And that one man had never opened, or any man had never lifted that veil, but the veil would soon be lifted because it has to be. Because that's just the way it works. As sure as tonight it's going to be dark, tomorrow the sun will rise. It has to happen. Everything has to come to fruition. And so here we are in the midst of the transition of dark to light. And in the, uh, the beginnings of what we can call the Great Awakening. And I truly do believe, Vince, that we are moving into a epic period of human history. Of I don't know if necessarily peace, but I can guarantee prosperity. And with prosperity, I also believe that we're going to have a massive renaissance in thought and consciousness 
in philosophy, in ideas, in technological progression, and that humanity over the next 50 to 100 years is going to surpass anything that we could ever dream of in our wildest imaginations. And I know this because if we look back at the patterns in history, it's there. It is, the story has already been told. We know that these cycles repeat themselves like this, and that every time they repeat themselves, these cycles get shorter and shorter and shorter, and then kind of crescendo before you have a large drop-off. And we're coming to this large drop-off right now. And we can see this Shendo. in our daily life. Like, oh yeah, we're seeing this in our daily life. Things are just coming to the surface. Everything is moving from the dark into the light, it is being shown, it is being known, and the world can't deny it. And the more and more of the lies and the deceptions that come to the surface, the more and more people wake up. And to some, it's a shock. To others, well, <laughs> it's not a surprise, but they can no longer ignore what is happening. And so there's this video that was shared with me earlier. It's, How is your awakening going? And let's, uh, let's go ahead and play this for everybody real quick. To all my friends and family out there who know what's really going on, to all my conspiracy theorist friends, yes, sometimes it's a curse and not always a blessing to be awake. Awakening is the most liberating, alienating, excruciating, empowering, lonely, confusing, freeing, frightening, expansive journey. If you find yourself struggling as you try to process all the insanity, you are not alone. No one talks about the darkness that accompanies awakening, or the grief. Not only grieving the life and illusions you once had, but the realization that almost everything you thought you knew is a lie. The beliefs you held, the people you trusted, the principles you were taught all lies. Shattering illusions is rarely an enjoyable experience. There is a considerable amount of discomfort that comes with growth. And the grieving process doesn't stop there. With these newfound realizations, you then find yourself grieving all over again. Grieving the loss of many relationships with people who just don't get it. Feeling alone, being ridiculed and ashamed. Not only by the masses, but for many of you, your very own family and friends too. Feeling like you no longer have much in common with these people you are surrounded by struggling with carrying on bullshit, shallow conversations that lack substance with those who are still fast asleep, even feeling disconnected from your entire support system because they can't see what you see. Some even grieve the loss of their ignorance because ignorance is bliss and reality is harsh. Awakening can be a lonely road and you will find often yourself journeying alone. There is no way to sugarcoat it. Awakening to the realities of the world are brutal. It will have you running through the entire gamut of human emotions. You have to master the art of diving down the darkest rabbit holes only to come out and still function in a daily life. That is a skill people that don't get talked about enough. Some of you are struggling with feeling disconnected from family and friends. It's as though they exist in another world. Please know you are not alone. And not only are you not alone, you have an entire tribe standing with you. 
we may be separated by miles, but we are definitely deeply connected in purpose and spirit. God bless everyone. Well said, man. I talk mean, about yes. crescendo. <laughs> yeah, talk about it, man. Gosh. And 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 he was he was spot on right. Is that we might be separated by miles, but we are deeply connected in purpose and spirit. And isn't that what we've been saying for the longest time? Isn't that what we've been resonating with people? Is that we are in the midst of a spiritual battle. And this realignment that we're going through right now is not a realignment of 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 politics. It's a realignment of the heart. It's a realignment of, of getting to know the people that you love and care about or strangers for that instance, but understanding that we're all connected at the heart. That is the, the greatest deception of all that has happened over the last 50 to hundred years is they divided us from the spirit, from that internal guidance system within us, from that voice We've been drowned out and ridiculed and yelled at and told that that voice inside you is not the voice of God. It's not a guiding voice. <clears throat> it's all done through biochemical means. It's mechanistic. There is no God. This universe is built upon chaos. And what happens in your mind is nothing more than chaos. Yeah, right. There's no God. Trust the science. Trust the same science that told you that uh, the COVID vaccine yeah, right. was good and safe. That the COVID virus would kill you. Yeah. This is why we carry on. Carry on the carry on. So this weekend, uh, a, a few of those uh, bullshit accounts on Twitter mm -hmm. gained some notoriety by by putting out there that George Soros had died. Yes. I saw the original post and it's nothing more than everybody's clones and people are being executed in tribunals and Gitmo. It's one of those accounts. And they wow. said George Soros had died of a heart attack. And um, it, it gained so much attention that George Soros actually had to come out today and text or send a tweet out saying the rumors that I had a heart attack are completely false. I am alive and well. Now, I really don't give a shit what George Soros has to say, but I found it incredibly hilarious. The comments, yes. the replies. There's one way to ruin a Monday morning. Evil lives on. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Can't have a heart attack with no heart. Um, he must have went to China to rip out another organ from another living prisoner of conscience again. We've heard the rumors. Um, I, I mean, and they just keep on going. <laughs> Quit playing games with my heart, demon. Uh, well, he does need to update his profile pic. And let me oh, see. Yeah. He does have a younger picture of him on there. Oh, he definitely does. But the replies just go on and on and on. <laughs> not a lot of love out there for Mr. Soros, huh? I guess not. I mean, you know, I mean, George, Georgie Soros, who was he? Nazi youth went out there and stole from all the Jews that um, he was a member of and but he's eventually of uh, learned of insider trading in the 1960s and bet against the market through some uh, some critical information that he got and, and made millions of dollars. And then in the 1990s, he did it again. New Brexit was coming, bet against it and made billions. Of course, 
that's how they do it. Inside man. Yeah. They're not smart. They're not special. They're just corrupt and evil. That's right. They're, they're, they're no smarter than the average man, the majority of them. With the exception, I think, Elon Musk, except for uh, the, the shitty decisions that he's been making lately. But we'll talk about that later in the show. So this is an interesting chart. And this is something that I've been talking about for a long time on this show. <laughs> Fed securities and emergency loans versus commercial bank deposits. So we have commercial bank deposits in black and Fed securities and other emergency loans in green. And that divergence that you're seeing right there, if you notice, it is not ever happened in like all of history. <laughs> <laughs> and that divergence is not good. This means Fed securities and other emergency loans are being lent to the banks to keep them alive. while commercial bank deposits are declining. <laughs> That's like stagnation. And, uh, Zero Hedge says the problem, the whole problem in one chart. Now, this becomes interesting because this is something that I've been talking about since November when the uh, when some certain numbers came out about the uh, disposable income numbers came out, VPI, right? Total deposits. And so, if we look at the total deposits, and this is um, monthly usd or sorry usd in millions monthly united states right yep. so we're looking at about 20 trillion right here 20 trillion 20 trillion goes down to 18 trillion and now we're dipping almost under that 17 oh. trillion dollar mark wow. that is a massive one trillion dollar decline in deposits now interestingly enough <clears throat> What did I say back in November when we were talking about disposable income? Disposable income had dropped over $1 trillion in a year, the first time since 1934, which 1934 was a special year because that was one year after the U.S. went bankrupt because of the emergency um, emergency banking laws went into effect. That was also the 20-year anniversary of the Federal Reserve. And what happened is they tried to cancel the charter. The Federal Reserve called in all their debts to the United States, bankrupted them. They had to go out and steal the, the gold from the people melt it down, bring it in to pay off their debts, and then get themselves out of bankruptcy in the middle of the Great Depression. So why was last year specifically this? Well, because interest rates began to rise starting the beginning of last year because of inflation. And as the interest rates rose, typically what happens is banks will adjust the savings rate, mm -hmm. right? So as interest rates go up, the banks are going to extend that benefit to you, the depositor, because they want you to keep your money into the bank, right? So if they know that lending is freezing, there's no liquidity in the market, they want to get as many deposits into the bank because they'll take that money and they will go out there and purchase bonds with that money, allowing the government to bring down rates and get liquidity into the markets. So what the banks do is they offer a portion of a percent. So if you got four and a half percent bond rate, interest rate, they're going to offer two and a half percent, three percent, four percent for those savings accounts for CDs. But the banks didn't. It, and I was yelling and screaming this all last year. I said, the interest rates are going up, but the bank rates, the savings rates are still staying low. They're still at 0.1 percent, one tenth of a percent. Nothing. Nothing. And then we see DPI come out, the disposable income. And yep. it was $1 trillion less. And I said, this isn't because 
people aren't making the money because that's what they blamed it on. They said, oh, well, you know, you know, people aren't making as much money. They're burning through their savings. And so that money's not being, you know, going into the banks. I said, no, 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 no. People are pulling their money out of the banks and putting it in alternative investments, gold, silver, cryptocurrency, real estate, property, businesses. They're investing their money in alternative methodologies outside of the bank, which I believe is a good thing. But this was a plan set up to centralize the banking power. Yeah. So, so we call this out in, in November. Go ahead. As there's the transition of wealth, which is literally what we're seeing, we're going to see the warning signs reflected in all their fake data. They can't avoid it. There's some point they got to start looking at uh, what's actually out there. They can only lie so much before uh, it's blatant. Exactly. Well said, too, is they only can lie so much before it's blatant. And in the early months, of this year, we begin to see how blatant that lie actually is because the bank started to tumble. And what we've seen in just the last three months is a trillion dollars be removed from the banking deposits. Now, that is substantial, okay? Because the DPI, disposable income, shows you money after bills are paid. Basically, yeah. money people have, like the M2 money supply, bills that money money that people have after businesses and people have after all the bills are paid is what's left in the bank. People were no longer keeping that in the bank. Now they're taking out all the deposits of the regular money going into the bank over a yeah. trillion dollars in the last few months. And I've called this out and now we're seeing it. And what this is going to happen, guys, more banks are going to crash. I think bank of America is going to be the first big bank that come tumbling down. Really? Oh, interesting. They are massively underwater. So much so right. that I'm I'm putting about a grand on it in shorts. Nice. Not nice if I lose, but well, really nice if I win. Get in while there's not super crazy volatility, and when the banking news comes out later, mm -hmm. it could just uh, pay off. <sighs> Absolutely. Hey, guys, I want to give a few shout-outs here first while we get going here. Uh, first thing is if you are in Rochester, New York, in during the July 4th holiday period, we have a meet-and-greet event with Jim Price and myself at the Beachcomber in Canisius Lake. It's going to be from noon to 3. You can go to the Red Pill Project's Facebook page. Just type in Red Pill Project online after Facebook.com. And you'll go into events and you'll see the event there. You can RSVP if you're going to make it. Um, be about three hours. There might be a few other guests that show up there, but we're going to have a great time. Uh, so that's July 2nd, 2023. It's our 4th of July celebration. I'll be out there visiting family. So we do this for the radio show that I do, the Dark Delight Show on WYSL. And so if you're going to be in that area, please let us know and, and hit us up. And we look forward to seeing you. Um, Another thing is May 27th. I, I don't have the details on me, um, but once I get the details, I'll put them out there. I'll be in Tennessee for just one day speaking at a, an event real quick. Um, but I believe myself, Juan, Juan O'Savin will be there, Jim Price. Um, nice. So that's a benefit for a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the tornado victims um, from the last Ooh. few months. Wonderful. Um, and then if you guys want to help support us in any way here at the Red Pill Project, there's multiple ways to do that. And I know I don't talk about this much and, you know, maybe I should, I don't know. There's multiple ways to do that. Number one is we have the battle of the streams that is happening right now between pilled D live, uh, rumble and Facebook. And all you have to do is just go in there and you just give a shout out and 
you'll get right on the show and we'll give you a much thanks and appreciation for that. Um, another way is you can on Rumble, you can actually subscribe on Rumble when you do those Rumble rants. Um, another way is you can subscribe on Pilled as well. That helps. Uh, we also have subscriptions on socialredpill.com where now all of our chats are um, for subscription based. So if you want to get into those after night Zooms and stuff like that, after show Zooms or Q and A's, um, you have to be a subscriber on that. So socialredpill.com, I think it's $5.99 a month for, for that. It's pretty simple, pretty self-explanatory. Socialredpill.com for that. Um, if you do want to support us in, in other ways by utilizing our our affiliates and our sponsors, it, really easy. Just go on over to redpills.tv, and this is our website that comes up. And if you just look at the top, so there's a few things. Number one is donate. You can donate to us, give, send, go, cash app, and crypto. You can see those three right there. You just click on them. They'll take you over to our give, send, go campaign, our cash app campaign, our crypto campaign. Or if you just click red pill sponsors, it'll take you down to the bottom of the page. And there you're going to see, uh, you know, getgoldtoday.com, which is Kirk Elliott. You can go ahead and fill that form out. Call that number right there, 720-605-3900. And if they don't contact you within 48 hours, let me know and we'll get you over there. My Patriot Supply, you got to click on that link and or use this one in your, your browser URL, redpills.tv slash patriot. Uh, my pillow RPP, use that code RPP. And then the Functional Medicine Institute, my good friend Mark Sherwood and his wife Michelle right there. You guys are looking to get into health check that out so those are the best ways to support us um appreciate all of you guys for all the support that's coming in as well but i wanted to put that out there all right and now let's jump back into the news the united states department of justice is targeting crypto exchanges and mixer, uh, mixers uh, hackers exploits and crimes keep taking place in the crypto industry in fact that they have been rising at an alarming rate, the illicit transaction volume climbed up to $20 billion in 2022. This marked 40% increase from 2021. In fact, Watcher Guru reported the jump was attributed to the increase in crypto transactions involving companies targeted by U.S. sanctions. Um, and so they are coming after crypto to a certain degree. Uh, one okay. thing that we found is that the SEC is actually targeting various different crypto companies hmm. that are potential... Um, competition for companies like Google, PayPal, Amazon, these types of things. One of them is actually a company that we use is Library. This is also yeah. known as Odyssey. So Odyssey was, uh, so we have an Odyssey account, and this is kind of our archive that we use to store all of our backup videos. And I wonder if I can actually go to it. Um, yeah, I can. Hopefully it doesn't make me log in. Of course it will. But let me log in. And well, and so you can go to Odyssey and we can get you the link if you guys need that. Um, it's pretty cool. It's just for anybody who wants to watch all the old episodes and one or more all those old, old episodes are, Odyssey is your best bet. But with Odyssey, um, they basically... Oh, I can close the tab. Okay. All right. There it is. So I pulled up Odyssey. So this is Odyssey. It's kind of like a YouTube alternative. And they got tons of different videos on here, tons of different things. It is on the blockchain, 100% crypto secure. Um, you go into here, you have ours. We got 1,600 followers on there. Not much, but every single episode, just about every single episode we've ever recorded is on here. As you can imagine, if you go all the way down to the bottom, 
you'll start seeing daily dose episode one, two and three and stuff. <laughs> you'll start seeing all the old Q posts that uh, the Q videos that I used to make as uh, Q Patriot as well. And I wanted to scroll that down there. So you guys can really see the value that Odyssey has brought us. Um, and I mean, I'm not even, wow, we do, we do a lot of videos, Vince, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, gosh, all together between all the shows, there's probably well over a thousand. Yep. But he's right there in all of the old Q videos I used to do. Um, they were uploaded about three years ago. It gets into a little bit of the occult, the Q aspect of things. Um, very cool videos right there. It gets into some old interviews, Michael Cremo, um, Nathan Waltz, uh, Ben Stewart, tons of different videos that I have on. Oh, yeah. Those first episodes really are timeless. I go back to they are. them and we, we uh, discuss them sometimes here and there. And, and right here, you see that what happens is to use this platform, I have to pay for it in the library token. Right? So we have like uh, 8.5, 8,500 of the library tokens. Well, what happened is that those tokens basically are given to you as tips for your video, but you also have to use them to upload your videos and these types of things. Um, when the SEC started their lawsuit, a library token is worth about 30 cents, right? Now it's worth less than a penny. Wow. That's what happened with the SEC. So they killed the platform overnight just by opening an investigation into it. And so it's pretty sad that they would do that because they, they killed all the value that we had. There's the link for anybody out there looking for it. It's odyssey.com. Um, yeah. And that library, I mean, it's gone up as much as a dollar before over a dollar back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I, I, I haven't spent any of the, the library coins. Yeah. Man, um, they want a monopoly, man. Yep, they want a monopoly. They want YouTube to, to run and control it all. And unfortunately, Rumble is taking that head on, and Rumble's winning that. Although I disagree with a lot of what Rumble's doing, but you have the diversification of content that's coming out there. But the primary people utilizing Rumble have been conservative, right? And now they want to expand that audience, which I'm okay with. But they got to make sure that when they expand that audience and they diversify, that they don't bring in the wrong level of management. That's the important part. Uh, we have a debt ceiling limit that Janet Yellen came out and said that if it's not, uh, if something doesn't happen by June 1st, it's all going to collapse and it's all going to come crashing down. Right. Biden is going to meet congressional leaders on Tuesday, tomorrow, about this. This will be really interesting. I hope that uh, some of the congressional caucus actually, Joe, <laughs> Joe, can you hear me? I know, man. Oof, can't wait. Yep. It's going to be a wild uh, next couple months here, even a couple weeks with this. Yeah, coming it, up. it's going to be crazy, dude. Um, socially, economically, politically, the closer and closer the 2024 election gets, the crazier and more chaotic it's going to get. Um, the White House is officially worried about the rising cost of insuring U.S. treasuries. The cost of insuring U.S. debt has also risen substantially. It is now at an all-time high, reflecting increased worries about the U.S. default. In fact, credit default swaps, CDS spreads, the insurance premiums that must be paid to insure U.S. debt, started to increase dramatically in April, as demonstrated by this graph that I have in front of me. And so bond insurance means that people are worried that the U.S. could default, which 
Oh, well, they could lose the value of those bonds because no, the, go the government is no longer going to pay out the interest on them. Mm. So you have record high interest payments being done on the bonds, and if the government defaults, those people don't get paid if they're closing out anytime soon. Oh. So they're taking bond insurance, which is rising, but the government has to cover that, and they don't have enough money to do that. Scam system, man. Scams. And I lost all my D live chats on my side. Up oh, there we go. Okay, we're good. Um, Argentina on the brink of collapse as currency fails, leaving the country in nearly broke. Argentina is Argentina is having an economic problem again and could lead to a domino effect throughout South America, which would cause widespread unrest, chaos, and likely mass migration to the United States. As per Buenos Aires-based consulting firm 1816 Economica Estragia, the South American nation has already depleted all of its available liquid international reserves, along with an additional estimated $1 billion. This situation further intensifies a challenge faced by the country as it deals with a historic drought and the looming prospect of recession. With limited cash uh, available reserves, concerns are emerging regarding the government's ability to sustain the stability of the peso and prevent a complete collapse. At The risk at hand involves a potential devaluation of the currency, which could lead to a staggering 104% inflation rate and further fuel social unrest, particularly in the lead-up to present presidential elections scheduled for October. Fewer reserves lead to more pressure on the exchange rate, which in turn leads to more pressure on inflation. Fernando Losada, the managing director at Oppenheimer & Co., told the news outlet, I see no possible scenario under which inflation goes below three digits this year. For decades... Argentina has faced challenges in building and maintaining robust international reserves, depleting its cash reserves to address inflation and manage obligations of foreign bonds. And so this one came out of the blue. We have Argentina in the midst of their great reset. We know Japan is, is not too far off. We know multiple other nations are not too far off. And once again, this is, uh, this is happening. And it's a larger sign of the things that are to come. And yeah. one thing that Klaus Schwab and his cronies are going to get is they're going to get a great reset. They're going to get a complete renovation of the political, the social, and the financial structures of this world. The question is, is how many people are going to stand up and fight it and make sure that what gets implemented in the place of this old failing chaotic system is something that's usable and beneficial to the people? That's the real question. That's the key. Despite the IMF, International Mon Monetary Fund, saying don't do it, Zimbabwe sells $14 million of gold-backed digital coins in its first issue. Two weeks ago, Zimbabwe's latest efforts to destabilize the local currency from continued depreciation against the U.S. dollar, the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe introduced a gold-backed digital currency to serve as legal tender in the country. By way of background, Zimbabwe has been fighting against currency volatility and inflation over the last decade. In 2009, the country adopted the U.S. dollar as its currency as an episode, uh, after an episode of hyperinflation. In 2019, the Zimbabwean dollar was reintroduced in an effort to revive the country's struggling economy. Last year, the government decided to use the U.S. dollar again in a bid to curb surging prices in the country. And now the central bank's latest plan will allow small amounts of Zimbabwean dollars to be exchanged for, token gold, uh, for a digital gold token enabling more Zimbabweans to hedge against currency volatility. And so this is interesting because 
Number one, you have El Salvador, which we talked about, Bitcoin City. Zero murders in the last year. It used to be the murder capital of the world. Okay, El Salvador. You're muted. Oh, wow. Yep. Used to be the murder capital of the world, now becoming mm -hmm. one of the number one tourist destinations in the world. They've arrested all their MS-13 gang members, got rid of all crime and drug and human trafficking, and they're giving away Bitcoin to their citizens. And yeah, they're yeah completely actually, renovated El Salvador. Wow. And Zimbabwe, I mean, they're doing it right. If you're going to do a digital-backed currency... Or I'm sorry, right. gold-backed digital currency. The way they do it is they already issued gold coins. And if you want the digital currency, you take that coin to a bank and they issue you a certain amount of the digital currency, which then you could go trade with. Yep. And then or, you could take that digital currency and go right back to gold. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's a fine system. I mean, there's always the electronic argument and the uh, risks associated with it, but I well, think it's now be successful. See, but now we see more states in the United States, which, by the way, are their own sovereign nations, doing the same thing. Texas is introducing a gold-backed digital currency. Missouri has legislation right now before their uh, Congress to allow the transaction of gold and silver coinage in the state of Missouri. Which means that you could take your one-ounce silver coin and go to the 7-Eleven and they have to accept it. As the value of silver? Yep. Wow. Yep. So welcome to the, the new world of finance. People are are rejecting <laughs> this globalist system that is being implemented. And Western you have multiple Steve. countries around the world. Russia and the ruble, China's digital currency. They're talking about bringing this and, and hedging it and backing upon gold. I mean, the IMF's uh, SDR actually does this already. Um, they actually back it off of gold, silver, and various other currency buckets. But it, it, it's actually really, really smart in how they're doing this. And I hope that more countries follow suit in the sense of issuing of digital currencies to where there's no more paper money. But if you wanted tangible money from your digital currency, you can exchange it for gold or silver. And then what they should do is they should use money metals, gold back uh, certificates. You know, $1 worth of gold. One one thousandth of an ounce of gold. They could do that. Yep. I, uh, uh, people might be able to. F I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Not if it's real gold. I mean, if it's real gold or real silver, they'd probably want. People would probably weigh them still. Yep. Because you could just like take off a layer of atoms on a bunch of dollars and. <laughs> seriously, it's, it'd still have to hit the weight, man. It'd still have to hit the weight. Yeah. So maybe we'll start seeing scales on on counters again yeah so bud light is uh budweiser and anheuser bush is on the way out but it appears that miller light is on the way up they took the opportunity went after it and this is their new commercial wait hold on i gotta make sure that the volume i didn't click the volume on this there we go all right let's check out the new miller light commercial here's a little known fact women were among the very first to brew beer ever from Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Look at this shit. 
wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. So. That's how you capture a new diverse audience. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I, I don't think it's not only funny, it's marketing genius. Hmm. I'll be honest. So well, I don't want to so, go ahead, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. Go. I don't want any beer at all. I'm just I'm just Oh, I don't either. But so products. you have InfoWars here. Miller Lite slammed over woke feminist ad apologizing for using bikini babes to sell beer. Uh, no, actually, I completely disagree with this. And coming yeah. someone coming from marketing, what they did was absolutely genius. Number one, so. they appealed to the men. They still had the yeah. bikinis. They talked about it. Oh, hey, bikini sell. If you notice the yeah. what the woman was wearing, you could kind of see her. You know, she was wearing very provocative clothing. Yeah. Okay, still appealing to the men, but they also yeah. appealed to the woman. Yeah, and they did get a little bit of backlash, but not anything like InfoWars is saying here. No, um, no I completely I do, disagree with InfoWars on this. And I do see, though, the point they're making is what's wrong with bikinis, whatever, big deal. You do oh, stop being woke is kind of what they're saying. But I didn't see it that way, personally, when I saw it. I was, but, yeah. No, I, I saw Pretty it in good. a very positive light that Coors Light was trying to cash in on Bud Light's misfortune. <laughs> and what they did is they went out there and appealed to the opposite sex, not those who don't know what their fuck their sex is. Pretty actually smart. Because now all those women who go to the bar and typically would buy Bud Lights, which is a lot of women, oh, yeah. are going to probably get Coors Lights now. And M Miller Lights. Because Miller Light, by the way, is way better than Bud Light. Really? Actually, yeah. Hmm. Miller, if I drink any standard beer like that, it's it's Miller. <laughs> Miller High Life. Oh, yeah, it's good beer. Ah. So Biden and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary claim white supremacy is the greatest U.S. terror threat. Not open borders. <laughs> not, not China, the rising dragon in the east. Yeah. Not the economy. Not corrupt <laughs> politicians who are selling U.S. secrets and favors to foreign adversaries, but white supremacy. Um, and, and Tyler Durden out of Zero Hedge says, if you ever confused as to why the political left has been using the words white supremacy every time they mention conservative ideals in their rhetoric, then you might just be a regular person trying to think logically. After all, millions of minorities are also conservative, libertarian, and pro-constitution. Millions of minorities are, are anti-socialist, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-mediocracy. 
The accusation of white supremacy simply doesn't apply. Yet the narrative continues. Why it's called social conditioning. Tell a big lie and uh, tell it thousands of times and eventually the public might subconsciously associate conservatives and conservative principles with racism, even if the claim is pro uh, probably false. They will even suggest that conservatism is a, is a white supremacist, despite the fact that he or she is not white. Now enter just the other day. What did we have in Texas? We had a Hispanic shooter out there yeah. with Nazi symbols and white supremacist ties, actually Mexican uh, nationalists. Allegedly, but yeah. What did they try to do? A lot of that seemed very suspect. They tried to blame white supremacy. Yeah, and then then this weekend, what's uh, stumbling Joe Biden say? Let's listen to this. We know that American history has not always been a fairy tale. From the start, it's been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years between the best of us, the American ideal that we're all created equal in the world, First of us, a harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us. To choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress over retreat. To stand up against the poison white supremacy as I did my normal address to a single out. Now, did you see the other video where he's sitting down in the chair playing with himself? Muted, Vince. Yeah, I did. He was checking if he pooped himself. I thought he was playing with his penis. Maybe. <laughs> Let me find it real quick because it's kind of funny. Oh, goodness. That man has issues. That man is um, is is gone. That man is no longer man. He he is absolutely gone. Two sheets to the wind. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find it in time. Yeah, um, he's ridiculous, and it, you know he's not going to go out there and say the greatest threat is me. The one who uh, took over the government. <laughs> right. You know, and is committing crimes. Ah, but he is. But he is. Of course he wouldn't say that. White supremacy. It's all about the brainwashing. Yeah, I, don't, I can't find it either. But. Uh, I thought I had it. But there's this one video where he's like moving his thing and he's underneath and he's kind of like making some gestures and movements. And yeah, it definitely looks like he's jerking off. That's what I thought it was. Or he's You'd, checking to see if he pooped his pants. You would think it would be something very easy to find, wouldn't you? Isn't that just odd? Yeah. Hmm. Talking about the 2024 election, Kentucky, Trump holds a 56 point lead for Republican nomination. Massive. Just, we have uh, the Iowa caucus coming up, and DeSantis is going to get absolutely ruined. I bet he's going to pull out after this. Yeah, he's just you know on a pretty big losing streak, and I don't think anybody's impressed with him. Yeah. Um, U.S. Virgin Islands has subpoenaed 
Elon Musk in the Jeffrey Epstein, JP Morgan case, according to a court filing. I don't necessarily know what Elon Musk has to do with this, but it's going to get interesting. Dude, can't wait to see what the hell this is. Well, think about the timing of this, too. Yes. So what are your thoughts? Elon Musk announces that they've found a new CEO of Twitter. Yarshishino is coming in, who happens to be an executive chair of the World Economic Forum. Yeah. She is pro-vaccine. Pro-mask. Pro-mask. Um, she has the idea of uh, where the marketers, the people who pay the advertising bills, are the ones who determine the content and basically have say over what they want to do. And this is complete antithesis of what Elon Musk has been putting out the last few months. So it's almost like Elon was pressured yeah. into putting her in. That's and then all I of feel. a sudden, he's getting subpoenaed. Uh huh. It's almost like someone threatened him. Mm-hmm. Almost like they said, hey, Elon, um, either you hire her for Twitter or we're going to subpoena you in this Jeffrey Epstein case. And then after all this backlash over the last week, he probably came out and said, I don't think this is a good idea. Called her up. She made a phone call. He gets subpoenaed. It could be something like that. Absolutely. Man. Um it- I saw, I don't know if they were fake or not, but somebody posted a bunch of tweets from Elon Musk about the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we Saying that, you know, just going they're evil, they're them. corrupt. Yep. Yeah. They There's something be odd about those guys. Yeah. And then he goes out there and tweets things like trust nothing, not yeah. even nothing. And that was just a week ago. And, uh, I think that he's trying to send messages and have people critically think. I think he is too. I absolutely do. The filing said that the Virgin Islands has tried since late April to serve Elon Musk with a subpoena, which was issued because Jeffrey Epstein may have referred or attempted to refer Musk as a client to JP Morgan, according to CNBC. Um, This is interesting because Larry Page, one of the founders of Google, was subpoenaed a few weeks ago in the Jeffrey Epstein case. And he has since gone missing. Now, I will make the prediction here as well as what I did on my telegram. Mm -hmm. I believe Larry Page is dead. Really? I think Larry Page is going to show up someday in the next few weeks. Suicided. Wow. Just just a thought. I wonder who's Uh, investigating this. Look, people don't just disappear after you get in uh, subpoenaed about Jeffrey Epstein. Unless no. they have something on you. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he's willfully disappeared himself. Who knows? Well, I, I don't think he's... Uh, he's one of the wealthiest people in the world. I don't... I think that if he wanted to, he could disappear to some remote island, sure. But eventually, he's going to have to come back and face the music. So why not just get it over with, have your lawyers deal with it, whatever. But instead, you got nothing. I think he's gone. Wow, could be. So this weekend, Trump, you remember last Friday, they said that because of the town hall with CNN, that Trump could face further um, um, uh, fines from the court because of uh, the way he was talking about uh, E. Jean Carroll. So this weekend, he went on an epic rant 
mm-hmm. on True Social just posting all of this lady's crazy batshit fucking tweets. Yeah. There is no such thing as a slut, only sexual geniuses. That's Dash what she said. Jean Carroll. Yeah. She's a nasty, nasty dem. <laughs> You know, I, I noticed something. I'm curious if this. I'm curious. I'm curious about this. I'll see if I can find this. Yeah. You know, every time that we, we do these types of things, we, we have to wonder. And there's one image that I'm looking for specifically right now. Um, of course, when I search for it, I search for it on my phone. And, oh, yeah, it comes up immediately. But I search for it on my computer, and no, you can't find it. Oh, never mind. It was a picture of Mayorkas and uh, Big Brother from 1984 of how they actually look alike, but I was wrong. I'm not wrong. I actually have a picture from 1984 where Mayorkas and the dude from 1984 look exactly alike. But anyways, all right. State Department leak exposes Blinken. Email showed he protected China during the spy balloon debacle. So Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who is the real president acting president right now, because this is the guy who's running the shadow government. This is the man who is running Joe Biden's campaign, calling up active members of the Central Intelligence Agency and former heads of the intelligence agencies, asking them to sign a letter stating that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when he knew, as well as all of those people in the intelligence community knew, that the laptop was, in fact, not Russian disinformation. Even after the director of national intelligence came out and said, it's not Russian disinformation, the FBI actually has a copy. So Anthony Blinken, right there, Anthony, same Anthony Blinken that was running the Biden Penn Center to where... Multiple boxes of classified documents were found. The Biden Penn Center also funded by China with over $10 million of where China had direct access to those classified documents. Now we find out as Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken's emails show that he was protecting China during the spy balloon debacle. They're bought, dude. Corrupt. Oh, dude. This is wild. It, it, it's it's not even a secret anymore. And I'm just waiting for some Americans to say, well, I ain't got nothing left. I mean, seriously, that's what it's coming down to. You're, you're going to get to that point real fast, real soon. I'm not saying it's me. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying anybody out there go do that. What I'm saying is, is there's, there's people right now that are at that point and are just like, take one for the team. Hello, this is um, unprecedented, yep. and nothing is happening um, consequentially for these crimes. So Patriot Front rode the subways in the Washington, D.C. this weekend and uh, marched into Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. Some of them were arrested. There's video phone evidence up there of them being recorded by uh, some dude, and the dude's like, I recognize you, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're, I'm deleting it from your phone. He steals the dude's phone and deletes it. Um, it was interesting to note mm-hmm. that none of them are fat. They all look like military aged men and they're all in really good shape. Almost like they're, they're feds <laughs> kind of like they're all feds. I'm not saying they're all feds, but I do believe that uh, whatever organized the Patriot front is definitely federally, um, operated. 
Now, what's interesting about the Patriot Front is when they first showed up on the scene in 2019, a Twitter account with very few followers, only about 200 followers, a female Twitter account, uh, Llewellyn, is the one who actually put out the information pertaining to Patriot Front. Oh, my God, look at Patriot Front. They marched, blah, 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 blah. Interestingly enough is a month later, her account switched from her name, Llewellyn, to Patriot Front's actually official Twitter page until it was banned. The interesting thing about her account is that she was a lefty and followed by Dems and lefties. And other lefties went viral with this information to kick it off. Yep. It's a, it's just, you know, Twitter probably helped amplify that and get it out there in uh, collusion yep. with the feds. It, it's one big scam, guys. And I've been getting hammered. I've been getting not hammered, but I've been getting hit up by a lot of white supremacists commenting on my post about it. And these people are true white supremacists, but I think they're just feds. But this is the uh, the actual Patriot Front member. Listen to this. You're videotaping us? That's not acceptable. This is a public place. You're, video- you're trying to get us in trouble, sir. I need a cop. Go find one. I'm deleting the video. No, nope. you're not going to touch nope, my phone. Not. You're not taking a video of us. I look my mask down. I recognize you. Yeah, I know you do. I recognize you. Oh, I know you do. I'm deleting your video. He took the man's phone and is deleting his video. Guys, most of these guys are feds. Yeah. Most of them are freaking feds. Yeah, and I do think they lure in idiots who are actually white supremacists and they set Mm -hmm. them up and they have them do these things. And I did see a fat one in one video today. And I think he was falls into that category of people who is literally a white supremacist that got lured in by feds. Yeah. So the Turkish government has asked Twitter to censor its opponents right before the election, and Elon Musk complied. Uh, Should generate some interesting Twitter files reporting. Twitter global government affairs in response to legal process and the ensure Twitter remains available to the people in Turkey. We have taken action to restrict access to some content in Turkey today. Elon Musk actually replied to uh, to Matthew um, Yagelius right here. Did your brain fall out of your head, Yagelius? The choice is have Twitter throttled in its entirely or limit access to some tweets. Which one do you want? So basically, Elon said... Is their government was going to completely restrict Twitter or that we restrict the content? And so to allow people to have access to Twitter, they decided to just restrict the content. Either way, Twitter should have pulled back and said, no, fuck you. Yeah. You know, I understand what Elon's doing, but I understand the argument, right? From a business standpoint, I see his decision from having balls and actually caring about speech and not influencing governments. I think he made the wrong decision. Oh, I do too. I, I absolutely think he made the wrong decision. If you're about free speech, then you don't allow that to happen. They're oh. calling it a crackdown on online abuse in Australia. And thank you, luckily, Slevin, for this one. Much appreciated for the share. Australia is changing how it regulates the internet. Ollie, how will it work? 
Essentially, it will work the same as a passport. Australians forced to submit 100 points of identification like their driver's licence or passport when using social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. Now, police would have access to those social media accounts and it's all part of a crackdown on online abuse. Now, users could be liable for defamation suits or even criminal prosecution. And it's all part of a plan hoping to deter people from engaging in bad behaviour. Now, the recommendations were handed down by a federal parliamentary inquiry. They're reforms that are being considered by the Morrison government, with the chairman saying there is merit to remove to remove uh, the veil of being anonymous. Uh, your new anti-trolling laws to prevent defamatory comments on yeah. social media. How exactly will these laws tackle online bullies? Well, Sylvia, this is all about keeping Australians safe online. In the first instance, uh, we are going to ensure that Australians know that if a third party makes a defamatory comment on your social media page, you will not be liable for that. We will deem the social media company the publisher for the purposes of those third party comments. And in relation to someone who believes they've been defamed online, we're going to get you to work with the social media companies and with that person's consent to unmask that troll. And in the event that troll won't allow you to unmask them by the social media company, you can go to the federal court and you can get an end user information disclosure order so that you are able to take action against the troll. Huh. You know what that sounds like, Vince? What? Restrict Act. Mm. And social credit scores. Restrict Act meets the social credit scores already happening in Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Told you it was coming. And you know what they're going to do? Is instead of you having to register your IDs through your social media companies, you're going to have to do it through your internet service provider. So when I come on here to my computer, it's going to be like, who is using the internet today? Is it Joshua? Is it your son or daughter, right? You're going to have to log into your profile, and then that profile will be monitored and tracked externally. It'll probably scan your face. Yep. Gosh. No thanks. All right. So interesting, uh, interesting Monday, the Durham final report was released. According to the Durham's report, the plan by Hillary Clinton to create a false story linking Donald Trump to Russia was briefed in August of 2016 by CIA Director John Brennan to President Obama, VP Biden, AG Loretta Lynch, and FBI Director Comey. Um, that's called treason, sedition. They tried to... <laughs> They tried to remove a duly elected president and then continued even afterward. Obama even, remember, okayed the whole investigation, crossfire hurricane afterwards. Yep. Guys, this is this is bad. Now, it's bad, but let's go on and I'll give you my thoughts on it. After extensive research, special counsel John Durham concludes that FBI never should have launched a Trump-Russia probe. In other words, the American public was scammed just as it is being scammed right now by those who don't want to see the greatness of America. That's from Donald Trump. Another one from Cash Patel. Durham report verdicts. Donald Trump innocent. FBI guilty. DOJ guilty. Uh, intelligence community guilty. Comey guilty. McCabe, Strzok, Page, FISA judges, Rosenstein, Ray, Haspel, Yates, Monaco, Carlin, Sussman, Steele, Helper, Fusion GPS, Mark Elias, Clinton, 
Bruce Orr, Nelly Orr, all guilty. The American people robbed of justice. Now, Jim Jordan has invited John Durham to testify after the DOJ releases the report today. Now, and I said there might be some booms coming. I wonder if Jim Jordan or anybody on the committee will ask why nobody on that list, John Brennan, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Biden, Loretta Lynch, any of them mm -hmm. weren't indicted, weren't held responsible for this. They, they literally just committed treason against this country, trying to undermine our elections, trying to undermine a duly elected president. They continued to utilize that in an impeachment, one and two. Knowingly, this isn't knowingly. Oh, we made an accident. Yeah. Why are these people still walking free? They shouldn't be. No, None of them they should shouldn't. Be. They they shouldn't be. That is. But the they still do something. Could something still happen? I mean, um, aside from people. Well, the special prosecutor the had the opportunity to, but he didn't. Which is John Durham. So DC Drano, the most. Infuriating thing about the Durham report isn't confirming that Russian collusion was a lie. We knew that since day one, which we did. It's knowing that Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and everyone else involved will walk freely with no punishment while Trump gets indicted for bullshit. Yeah, what's the deal with Durham? Like, what the hell? I, I don't think he wanted to go after him. He probably realized that the, uh, uh, the AG wouldn't sign upon it. It'd be a very difficult task to do it. If Trump was still in office, he probably would have been able to. If Trump was in office, I guarantee Durham would have been indicting these people. Mm -hmm. Now, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn came out and posted, the American people need to understand what this attempted coup, I have no better word for it, did to our country. You can read the report, and he tagged Barack Obama in this. Yeah, so, that's pretty good. good. Now, Donald Trump, I hope that he comes off on an absolute vengeance of lawsuits against every single media outlet. Start suing Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, all of these people for this. He needs to. He needs to bankrupt these motherfuckers. Yeah. He already has his lawsuit with CNN now. So this for is defamation. Gonna, that's correct. This is going to give him a lot of ammo for that. Yep. It absolutely is. Oof. <laughs> he's going to get back a lot of that money that he didn't make over those the last few years U.S. says Iran and Russian, uh, Russia are expanding military cooperation yep we know this Iran I believe in the next coming uh, days and weeks you're going to see probably seize more oil tankers and uh, probably some more various proxy conflicts with Israel which we are seeing ramp up the Russia has called on the UN to condemn UK's plan to provide Ukraine with depleted uranium munitions. <laughs> this is this is kind of funny. This was May 4th. And I talked about this. I said, what did I say, Vince, Russia will do once those uh, depleted uranium rounds are delivered? Uh. Yep. I so, said that yeah. Russia would blow them to hell. That the moment that those tanks and DU rounds hit the ground... Russia is going to blow them all the hell. And what did we see this weekend? The Big booms. I, there it is. Blowing the freaking hell. Here's another, here's another one. So there was two arms depots 
this weekend that we're blowing up. Here's another one. Let me pause that one. We'll go back here. Let's watch this one. Here's another one. And they do look like nukes going off because what you are watching are munitions depots. This is thousands upon thousands of rounds, missiles, bombs, absolutely decimated. Multiple secondary explosions. Russia has a vast intelligence network of informants in Ukraine. They track every major arms shipment from NATO members. Over the last two weeks, billions of dollars worth of supplies for the counteroffensive have been destroyed. U.S. taxpayer dollars going up in flames. And he's absolutely right. Now, what's interesting is when I saw the first explosion, I said, oh, there goes the depleted uranium rounds. Yeah, I noticed. And then a few hours later, we see radioactive panic. Russian missiles hit Ukrainian ammunition depot and Kamalensky causing massive explosion. Cash of British, British depleted, depleted uranium tank shells destroyed. Gamma radiation spikes in the region and the atmosphere. Yeah. We called it. We knew it was going to happen. And you look at the fake news. What was the narrative right before this happened? Ukraine is making advancements. Russia is on the retreat. All this stuff. It's like yep. just the same old tune of fake news, man. Now, the U.S. has gone in and wired Ukraine completely with radiation detectors um, to detect nuclear blasts. I guarantee you NATO is going to push back and say that blowing up those DU round facilities is an act of international crimes because of the radiation that they're going to emit. But they are still going to fire those at Russian troops. They could try. Yep. They could try to take that route. But, I mean... Hungary, a NATO member there, supports China's plan to settle the Ukraine conflict. Foreign Minister Peter Sajrato said on Monday while accusing Europe of displaying a bellicose mentality. Speaking during the talks with his Chinese counterpart, Jin Gong... In Beijing, Sharajato stressed that Budapest is arguing for peace to come as soon as possible. And this isn't the first time that various different European nations and NATO allies so forth are coming forth and supporting China. Uh, Ed Rogan, the president of, um, of Turkey, by the way, mm -hmm. I believe he did win his re-election. Yep. Well, so the Turkish election rivals to runoff, even though he was leading by almost 52 points course uh the g7 now is looking to expand sanctions on russia which aren't going to work <laughs> washington post, post deletes treason quotes from Zelensky interview the ukrainian president redacted angrily when confronted about his own intelligence agents supposed dealings with russian wagner group washington post has cut a large segment of the interview with ukrainian president Zelensky, in which he pushed the newspaper to reveal alleged traitors in his ranks and angrily accuse its reporters of aiding Russia by publishing information from leaked documents. <laughs> Sounds like someone's a little pissed off. He's a jerk, man. Yeah. After a discussion with the Ukrainian counteroffensive against Russian forces, the new newspaper asked whether his military intelligence agency, the GUR, had back-channel contact with uh, Projin, the head of Russian mil private military company Wagner Group, Citing recently leaked Pentagon documents, the Post explained that to Zelensky that American spies noted a meeting between the president of the GUR, Chief Garil Budinov, in February, and in which Budinov told him that he had learned of a Wagner plan that destabilized Moldova. 
but could counter his alleged plan by exposing his own dealings with Pragozin, thus portraying the Wagner boss as a traitor who had been working with Ukraine. Um, unfortunately, that was all bullshit. And so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that came out in those leaked Pentagon papers oh. that are bullshit. Really? It was disinformation. And I'm oh. going to show you here um, that I think there's a massive information war going on in the sense of the minds of the people. Now, you remember last last week when I mentioned that Russia is building a city city for uh, American conservatives yes. to come and live in Russia? It just so happens at the same time that they announced that, um, we find out about the... Uh, Russia's former head, uh, the former head of Russia's space agency, as well as defense minister, oh. came out and said that he believes the U.S. moon landing is a fake. Oh, yeah. Right? He said he has no evidence that it was real. Yep, he came that the 1969 landings did not happen and that the United States never went to the moon. He said because he's looked and he cannot find any of the places that the Americans landed. Now, what's interesting is Andrew McCarthy, uh, an astronomer and someone who goes out there and disproves flat Earth, said, due to the volume of people asking, I wanted to illustrate where you can find the Apollo landing sites on my Gigamoon image, complete with zooming down to see even the landers. And that's directly from Gigamoon. And you can find all the landing spots right there. And you can go and, and view that. You can go get a really high-powered telescope and even check it out. Um, which means that Russia's former space head and defense secretary is propagating disinformation. Two weeks ago, um, uh, Skrigozin, the head of Wagner Group, said that you know he came out de uh, demeaning and defaming Putin and they're not giving us ammunition. We're pulling out on uh, May 12th. They didn't pull out. Russia is in a massive disinformation campaign with the rest of the world. This is how Russia operates on the levels of intelligence. They feed massive amounts of propaganda disinformation out to the world for them to guess what is true, and then they fuck shit up. And that's exactly what they just did, because if you look at those arm depots that were just bombed, that is a massive smack in the face to Ukraine, the West, and NATO, which they were not expecting. Now, there's absolutely zero offensive that can come about from Ukraine. They're 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 annihilated. It's done. And Sammy Sammy D nineteen seventy says thanks Kubrick. And you know what? I do agree that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. Why? Because it was a massive national security threat if the mission actually failed. And I think what people watched on TV was the 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 Kubrick movie. The reason I think that is because if the mission failed, it was a mass ma massive national security threat. Doesn't mean that they didn't go there. Just means that, you know, for reasons of national security, they had to do it that way. At least that's my opinion. We're running out of time here, so let me go through this. Uh, there was another mass shooting today uh, with multiple people dead in front of a church. Currently, numerous law enforcement are on the scene of a mass shooting in Farmington, New Mexico, according to authorities. Four people have been killed outside of a church with two officers shot surrounding buildings and schools on lockdown. Um, the shooter is apparently dead. I guarantee you when we learn more about this, cause we're not learning anything now, you notice that this wasn't picked up by the mainstream media. Nobody's talking about it. 
Yeah. Guarantee you this is a lefty. A lefty or another Mexican Nationals cartel member all tatted up. That's what we're going to find out about this mass shooter. Most likely. I think you're, yeah, probably. Yep. So extremely destructive, if accurate, a Wall Street Journal article came out, the real problem with TikTok, a recent study found that when researchers created accounts belonging to fictitious 13-year-olds, they were quickly, quickly inundated with videos about eating disorders, body Im image, self-harm, and suicide. So now, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I yeah. don't know necessarily what to say about that. They are infecting people's minds, man. I But it also the Wall Street Journal who is pro-government, pro-lefty, who is trying to push the Restrict Act. That's true. So, dude, it's such a complex war, yep. isn't it? My Gosh. alma mater, my alma mater, alma mater, University of Colorado at Boulder, Colorado University tells students to assume everyone is transgender. <laughs> what a colorful place. You know, they say, oh. they say Colorado is very colorful. Yeah. What? What else should you assume about people? Oh, gosh. So this is pretty interesting. A recent analysis of public government data has revealed that a small percentage of vaccine batches have been responsible for a very high percentage of adverse reactions, including over 21,000 deaths as a result of the COVID-19 vaccine. The London-based researcher Craig Perida Cooper produced a short video drawing the data from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, where he discovered that one in 200 of the COVID-19 vaccine batches were highly toxic, while the vast majority of them are not. Now, this is interesting because if you remember a small percentage, I say small percentage, interestingly enough, the remember the batches were mixed up. Remember during all yeah. this chaos, nurses were reporting and describing how the batches when they came in, had different batch numbers mixed up in them so you could never know where they came from. Yeah. Why is that? And we we, we hypothecated then that there was placebos, deadly ones, and some not so deadly mixed in. And we were right. Boom. Right there. Fucking A, man. Ooh, yeah. I believe so, man. Okay, this is uh, interesting. Uh, we can talk about that. Um, Google, remember I told you about the, what the future is going to look like with uh, augmented reality? Been talking about this for a few weeks now, right? I'm sorry. Remember when I was talking about how, remember in Back to the Future Part 2 where Marty McFly is walking down the street and the shark comes up and jumps on him from Jaws 25? And I said that's augmented reality and this is going to be the next step in technology to where we're going to see integrated all throughout the world. Apple's next major product is so good, experts claims, and could be we could get a glimpse of it within the next week. Early review upcoming of Apple VR products suggests it will live up, live up to the hype. Apple has said it's expected to be unveiled in June before the release in September. And what is it? It is augmented reality. To where you wear it, wow. yeah. you wear it on your face while walking in the streets. And it will augment your reality. VR will overlay digital images in real life surroundings. Told you it was coming. And because oh, yeah. it's Apple, people are going to buy it like it's crazy. Buy it like it's hot. What 10 American cities will look like in 2050 predicted by AI. 
DailyMail.com asked the software to imagine future cities, and they are filled with flying cars, solar power, and lush vegetation. And this was Midjourney that uh, that created these. Now, th these must be Trump's 10 cities he's creating. That was my thoughts. Yeah, we're not far off from that. I think a lot of these things are already in the beginning stages of being created, even. Flying yeah, cars, for I agree. example. Yeah. All right. And I was told I have to watch John Wick. So someone just yeah. posted the John Wick story must watch. <clears throat> I've never watched one John Wick. Okay. Um, potentially, we're going to be doing an Earth Chronicles on breaking down the symbolic symbol symbology of uh, John Wick. Really? That's so I guess funny. I got to go watch it. That's so funny. I have. Is, is, uh, there's nothing. Is it supernatural at all? Like sci-fi? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I've never watched it. But I don't know. In my, I was looking through my notes because you told you were telling me, Vince, you got to watch this movie. You got to watch this movie. And I was going to tell you, all right, I'll watch this movie, but you have to watch John Wick. So I'm glad you're all watching right, it. I'll go watch John Wick. Do okay, what? Rum Rum is celebrating a four month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Rum Rum. Um, Elf Spark donated 114 gold pills. See what I can do. Laugh at my fucking ass. See what I can do. <laughs> oh. I know how they do that. Yeah. Talking about Joe Biden. Uh, thank you so much, Elf Spark. Uh, Yay donated two ice cream. Thank you so much. Yay. Joyful June gifted a can. That was beautiful. Great discussion, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much, Joyful June. Much appreciated. Me, Brenda donated a Ninja Gini. Lo love from Australia. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Good to see you. X Grits X donated an ice cream. Wits Tech G donated a lemon. Rum Rum donated four lemons. Thank you so much, X Grits. Wiz Tech G and Rum Rum. Racing Ray gifted the can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. RPG 3573, four ice cream. Patriotic Pisces, five ice cream. Grandma Five Revolt, six lemons. Thank you so much, RPG. Patriotic Pisces, Grandma Five Revolt, and Love the Beach. Slumdog gifted a can. Me, Brenda, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Slumdog and me, Brenda. Grismo7 donated three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Gator21 just followed. Gator21, thank you so much for that follow. Please go on over to redpills.tv. Subscribe over there. Go to socialredpill.com and join the fam in the conversations they're having over there. So thank you so much, Gator21. Love the Beach gifted a one-month subscription to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Love the Beach. Yay donated two lemons. Thank you so much, Yay. Marilou donated one ice cream. Thank you so much, Marilou. And thank you guys so much for all that support right there. You guys are absolutely awesome, amazing. Um, it's going to be an interesting week. We're going to keep you guys updated on everything that we learn. And uh, I, I feel good this week. I feel. I think we're. I think we're getting making some progress in the world. Yeah. So I'm. I'm in a mixed space, but I'm looking yeah. forward to the rest of the week. Carry and on. I'm going to try to get a guest for Friday night, but I'm not going to cool. put out and too much information on that. But uh, much love, respect. God bless all of you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. We're going to see you again tomorrow night on another episode of the Red Pill Projects Daily Dose. Take care. Have a good one. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Patch McCain. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. 
frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.